0: hi guys welcome to another episode of on ghetto stories it's your girl agnes but some of you guys know me as agnesita stay tuned welcome welcome back guys my people to another episode of on ghetto stories i missed you guys y'all like seriously and you know your girl has been to africa and i mean africa because i've been to two countries okay your girl was first in angola and i believed if you listen to my last episode you would um catch on me actually saying that i was having one of my podcasts with a guest of mine magda you should check it out it's really really very um, insightful so um so after Angola cuz I was over there for a friend's wedding which was spectacular guys I've like I've never been to any other country other than Nigeria in Africa so me going to Angola was like a really cool experience and you know like I've traveled to a lot of places guys in my <laughs> little years that I've lived on this earth and the fact that I haven't touched base you know in africa in that our continent area i'm gonna tell you the reason why and what made me travel and decide to go on this journey this time and most of all i'm gonna be telling you me just being in nigeria because guys yes i visited my motherland after 13 years plus yes i said it guys like since my teenage years uh since i moved to sweden basically i haven't gone back to nigeria to visit so me going back this time was very paramount and just crucial in my personal journey in my life you know presently as i'm growing older so yes and why did i you know go especially now you might be asking or wondering well it's very simple i don't know if it's black and white because some people just assume you just go but that's not the case remember guys i moved to sweden when i was a teenager when i was like barely 14 and uh or yes and around that time i believe um obviously i was under my parents care and they had my passport so let's just even you know let me try to explain it like i'll try to explain to any normal normal kids so they had my passport i was under underage i had no finance or no autonomy to kind of be like hey i want to go back home so and after i finished high school i had kind of brought it up like hey let's go visit you know families back home but what I got instead was hey um let's we're gonna do that definitely but it's not the time right now so and in my head obviously in my mind I really wanted it to be like a big family you know homecoming kind of visitation back home so I waited and waited and you know in that whole like waiting period for me as well I was kind of like yeah I guess when I'm done with my bachelor then bachelor pass. oh i guess when i'm done with my masters you get what i mean oh i guess you know when i'm done with this then after this whole thing then i started to feel like yo like my cousins especially the ones that i'm in constant contact with i see that you know their lives are changing just as much as mine as well is um you know revolving you know most of them are married and you know it's really bittersweet because i'm super happy to with for them On one end but on the other end i'm like wow i wish i could really be there to experience all of this like joyous uh, moments in their lives so long story short i would always sort of like manifest it i like yeah i'm gonna go to Nigeria by the end of this year or i'm gonna go next year and then around the time that i was sort of um deciding then this all um either something will happen like political um unrest or just like I don't know SARS or the, the the kidnapping of some people, the voting and it's not time, it's not safe, it's not right, time for you to come. So I would always just like postpone, postpone, postpone. And I believe uh around last year I decided okay, I need to find out a way to get my old Nigerian passport back from my um my parents because I wanted to um, renew them so that way I could fly with the green passport to Nigeria that way I'll be able to avoid um, paying for visa using if I had if I wanted to use my Swedish um, passport of course so um I remember just you know me taking it and my dad being a little bit sinister or curious like yo like why I hope you're not trying to, you know, run away. So I'm like, no, 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 I just want to have it, you know, for whatever reasons. I don't know what I said. So I took it upon myself to go to head on over to the immigration um, office to, you know, renew my Nigerian passport, the green card, uh, the green pass. And we do not have an immigration um, office, a Nigerian immigration office in Warsaw, Poland that does passports we just kind of have like an embassy i guess so i had to go to sweden i had to fly to Stockholm i stayed there i believe two nights uh it was a very uh, strenuous process may i add and it was very much nigerian i'm not gonna lie you know time like the appointment period i had wasn't exactly so i had to wait anyways like a lot of things was just like pushed behind and some guys sometimes they would be rude you know some are trying to hit on you and they're super old and you're super uncomfortable but you can't speak out because you know that if you speak out it might be considered rude or they could you know use their power to kind of like i don't know make you getting your your passport they could you know just slow it down or god knows what so i was just you know trying to be on the low and he's like oh my goodness i hope i'm gonna get this pass because i paid a lot of hundreds of dollars basically with my flight hotels you know you name it finally finally I got it I was super happy even the guy who was doing this for me I believe he had a thing for me or two so I was just like going off of that although I wasn't really interested so he processed my passport really really fast so he expedited it and I got it like instantly I kind of stopped into him now obviously <laughs> uh, i guess he, he, he guessed the memo he, he got the memo but um so um around that um last year i really wanted to go over the holidays but then i realized mm, my parents will be worried and they probably expect that i spend on um, the holidays with them so i thought what about you know january february but then i believed around the beginning of this year was the voting stuff one then led to another guys like long story short my friend told me, Hey, I'm gonna get married. I'm my friend, by the way, by the way, she has pushed her wedding dates a few times. Okay, so around this point, at this point, I wasn't really like believing her or taking her words really. But then, like, around that May or April, I believe she sent me the invitation. She was like, I'm really serious, guys. Like, we're really doing it. Like, we've really picked a day. We've really, I was like, oh it's really happening it's really happening and you know and i was really thinking i'm not gonna lie i was like oh she's not gonna be listening (laughs) she'll kill me i was literally thinking like okay do i really have to come maybe i can you know stay for the white wedding do i have to go all the way there for the maybe i can just skip the traditional one anyway since you know she's gonna have the other wedding but she was like especially you need to be there like if you're not there we're gonna have a beef and i was like oh my goodness okay so how am i gonna make this work so i started pushing a lot of my normal vacations and holidays i started putting them on hold or kind of pushing them back i was like oh my goodness this is the time for me to start saving up and also i figured if i'm gonna go to angola there is no way that i'm not gonna go to my own nigerian country because there's been so many friends of mine from different parts of africa the Gambia, sierra leone us you know other places they've invited me south africa to come over to visit them to check this place out let's go on a vacation but for me i always kind of had this dilemma like yo i can't go to another place in africa when i could easily go to my own country and use the opportunity to see my cousins see you know my aunts, and you get you get what i mean just kind of even see my mother and everything and, and do all of this yeah guys i have a biological mother in Nigeria as well that's a story for also another day but anyway, so um, I figured, okay, this would be the perfect time, like, if I'm gonna go for my friend's wedding, because if I could really not go, I probably wouldn't have gone to Nigeria yet again, but I really thank her for really, like, giving me that, like, hey, you need to show up for me, and there was no way I wouldn't show up, because she's also shown up she has shown and showed up for me in different aspects or area in my life so i was like i can also owe this to her so i was like if i'm gonna go to angola then it automatically means that i'm gonna go to lagos so what i decided was okay i'm gonna start checking up tickets do i go to lagos before i go to angola or do i go to lagos after angola so basically what i decided to do was i checked up the ticket and oh my goodness i almost even <laughs> had a heart attack because the prices were just crazy and i was like i'm not sure i can do this but after so much like days went by weeks i would low-key check like every now and then when i'm free just you know checking around like i wasn't even sure that i would make it make it because key, i was like Who knows, maybe I'll end up just buying a huge-ass gift to like just send my apology to my friend. But after some time, I even told my brother, he even helped me out with some AI. And one thing led to another, we managed to find like the most affordable um, ticket prices. And usually even, I wouldn't even go this route. But I was like, you know what, let's do um, affordable uh, ticket prices it's gonna mean like long traveling of course I didn't stay too long in on my flights so they were just normal flights that were um, flown you know but there were a lot of layovers and um, transits there were a few transits and um, like two layovers but I didn't mind the transits because frankly I wanted to like stretch my legs And not just being a sitting position for god knows how many hours but with the layovers I I had to layovers first in um, Turkey and the next in South Africa so in Turkey why I took mostly um, Turkish Airlines so that was the reason but I also I've lived in um, Istanbul many years back during my modeling career so for me it was kind of nice to go to somewhere that you're a little bit familiar with and i even wanted to meet up with you know a friend of mine but one thing led to another and the time constraint just got the best of us meeting but anyway still i really um enjoy just you know saying that wow not a lot has changed in this country but in a good way you know and likewise in South Africa, though it was my first time there, and of course, a lot of people were like one day still later. Of obviously, I know, and if time permits in the future, obviously I would love to come back again. But when I saw like this away, uh, I was like, I'm gonna take it, doesn't matter, even if it's for a day or a few hours, I'll love to see this. But luckily, I got like a layover for a day, so in Johannesburg, which we call like Joe Uh, at least south africans yeah but so in johannesburg i had a layover and it was nice just to you know go around see things for the first time i was very very surprised like my first time there i was wow it looks almost like europe i'm not gonna lie it really looks like this it could it could fit for any other european country because things were really clean in this city it was just of course there's like the poor side and the rich side but you know most importantly in the rich side especially around those something um city Santen area where the um statue of nelson mandela was so it was also a very great experience i had dinner by myself i called my close friends i I basically had a good time. The only thing I would say was just it was freezing. It was freezing cold. Like I said, it good pass for a European country because, guys, it felt like I was during the winter time, you know, the beginning of those winter time. And plus, I was in a summer outfit, you get what I mean? So I didn't really plan for that aspect of the weather and i only had like two winter kind of fit sets with me and that was mostly for like my flying you know so i had to wear one of those sets like the whole day i even went to bed in this set because the hotel was freezing cold like they told me they had hidden on but it wasn't it was kind of those like hidden fan but that only just blows towards the direct like its direction only so you literally need to be in front of it but the bed was like literally far away from this place so it was so cold and i booked this expensive airport hotel because i saw the pool everything and i was really thinking wow it's gonna be sunny it's gonna (laughs) it's gonna be a great place to just chill like after my arrival i would just relax at the spa nothing whatsoever guys like mm It was just something completely different. And also speaking of the weather as well, in Angola, it was also windy. So I guess I didn't really get the memo. And that's something I would, you know, suggest you guys to do before traveling to Africa. Like just don't assume, oh, it's warm there. Like I only checked Lagos and why I checked that was, oh, is it going to be like heavy raining season or is it going to be like hot? But I knew that it was going to be hot and they only, the only forecast I got was it was going to be raining from so-so-so month to so-so month, but it wasn't heavy on the weeks that I went to visit. So in my mind, I really, really didn't really check the other um, countries. I didn't check like what weather it was in South Africa. So I guess what I can deduct this whole thing to is like when it's summertime in Europe, it's kind of... You know it's kind of like not summer in Africa basically so it's a little bit like autumn beginning a little bit like in, in Angola even though for people who live in Angola they believe it's like winter for them so it wasn't that bad for me It was just so windy so anyways it wasn't like you could swim outside and they have a thing whereby they do not hit their pools or anything so I, I guess obviously for electricity bills and you get what I mean so I understand But still, I was like, no way. So, that's just that. But in Lagos, on the other end, it was really hot. (laughs) Like, it was like 29 degrees, 32 degrees. But it wasn't so, so hot like if it would be like during, you know, those like dry season. I believe it was because of the, you know, precipitation, the rain. So, thank goodness for that. Anyways... Although I kind of said, oh, I'm going to have, like, affordable, you know, tickets, I feel like, and I believe that I ended up spending more anyways, because I ended up booking hotels, you know, taxis, and Ubers, by the way, but I took taxi, um, I believe, yeah, once, once in each Um uh, country especially when you just arrive and you don't know the internet or blah 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 So I just use that but um for the most part Ubers are accessible everywhere once you have internet internet is just your lifesaver. So I was also using my eSIM guys. This is very very important eSIM is super important especially you are gonna be staying in a city for in a city in a different country for like one day or few hours, you could just like have this in and just use that, especially in Turkey, you can't even use you know an European scene there, so it's basically non-existent. So I needed to use that, and that was very, very helpful. But when I just arrived, you know, when you don't have access to anything, I just ordered the um, o- um the taxi and I made sure to um, book my hotel next to the airport, although I kinda, you know, got scammed twice in South Africa and in Turkey because they charged me way, way more than they should have. Like, I guess five times more. But your girl was just too tired. I had three suitcases with me. I could not be bothered to fight anybody except in South Africa. <laughs> when <laughs> when I arrived in South Africa, they did even way worse to me. Like, they even charged me way more. But wow why i had the problem with it was when the uber guy took me to town later on i told him what just happened he was like oh no like they charge you way way more like they shouldn't have and to make matters worse apparently there was a free shuttle and ride for me from by the hotel and i was told that all these taxi people are supposed to know that like once they tell you they're going to the airport hotel they're supposed to like direct you or simply even just tell you hey um, their free shuttle um vehicles that take their residents to the hotel and no no one told me this so that's why I was even more upset like wow you didn't just like charge me you charge me even way more like I don't even mind paying but like you charge me even way more. like I'm, I'm not stupid you know and it was you know by an african guy so i was like no i'm not gonna accept this so the next day i woke up super early guys i don't even know why maybe because it was super cold yeah it was super cold in the hotel so i couldn't even sleep that long anyways so i woke up super early so i had time when i was at the airport i checked in my suitcases i report to one of the guards and they told me yeah they're that's usually what they do they're so sorry uh that if i had time i should go downstairs blah 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 and complain and i figured ah, no maybe it's gonna be so so far to navigate around the airport area and i do not want to lose time so after i checked in my suitcase it was super fast it wasn't too much queue as i was gonna just say oh let me just head past the security and then i'll just go have my breakfast downstairs as i'm walking past i see like the whole like taxi area where they have their own stand and i was like oh look at god and prior before that i had uh, checked my vlogging videos you know me everywhere i've been taking videos here and there <laughs> so thank god that i had receipts so i could see the name of the of the company and i even got the id number of the guy who kind of scammed me yeah so i got the ID of his of his shirt of his back luckily i just had happened to have this on my phone so i called to the Company and they couldn't even say hey, we'll refund you or anything. They just Apologize apologize same thing in the hotel when I complained about the 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 freeziness They only apologize and I'm like why is this country only apologizing like, you know Apology ain't gonna solve anything you either compensate me or you give me a voucher for for the next time like do something guys don't just what am i gonna do with your apology so as i saw these people with a taxi downstairs, i decided today's today i got you guys time because i have time now on my hands so i went down says i complained the guy took me on the garage to where this lady who types the number is and i remember the day that they charged me this money she didn't even put a sp- a specific standard price she literally asked the guy hey how much are you charging her and he just said something at the top of his head like 200 or 250 i believe so i believe that this wasn't even in the price list book and on the way to these people as i was doing my complaining the guy was like no that's the price madam like if it's, it's even in the price in the book li- uh price list and i was like you're gonna show me this price list because i need to see what two of my naked eyes that this is the price it says here and luckily enough when I got there they were even their managers and you know chairmans or you know the people at the top so I was like thank goodness so I start speaking English so they know that yes your girls are foreign, and I'm not gonna accept this because at first I was trying to be Nigerian and be like hey I'm from Nigeria like hopefully they can relate with me but clearly they weren't so anyways after a much like dragging back and forth the manager, the kind of like the guy at the top, he saw me and was like, No, it's not like it's not really in the price list. They were like, Oh, technically, the standard should be a hundred and something. So they just deducted that and they gave me the remaining back in cash. And I was super happy because with this money, I went to have my breakfast. And I was like, But I'm so happy that I didn't let it go because. Who knows who else they're going to do this to, you know? So I had to be a little on ghetto in the, in the morning, guys. I'm not going to lie. So that's why, you know, I, I'm telling you all in this on ghetto story. So that was how that went. So anyways, South Africa aside. So finally, I got to Nigeria. My whole trip, by the way, was super, super, smooth, cool. Like, I was either watching movie, reading my books. Like, you know me, and I'm very, very organized. So in my um cabin bag i had like you know my ipads you know lotions perfume toothbrush facial skincare so when i had like transits i just go refresh myself i have like a facial spray for myself you know and i basically have everything guys i have brush to brush my hair like everything guys so i was kind of like looking at this as like me just relaxing like this is the time for me and usually the only time that it was very hectic and cumbersome was just when i had to like lay over and take out my you know check out my suitcases and the next day but after that like it was fine you know so in lagos by the way the flight from Johannesburg to lagos oh that was no actually first it was from Johannesburg to um ivory coast so cote d'ivoire as the french people call it but from cote d'ivoire to um Lagos, Nigeria, that was something else guys. That was something else. Like, I was like In Abidjan it was the first time you me, me also being in Abidjan, you know, which it was pretty cool Like I love their artifacts shops and these but when you entered that plane that airbus was so old the sh- the, <laughs> It was so small But I understand because the host told us that hey We're less than 50 people flying to Lagos and I understood because um, like two few days before that flight no not a few days guys (laughs) I flew two days so I guess yeah a few days I believed even when I left Angola they had told me that they were gonna change the airbus so I believe they changed it to a smaller one because there weren't a lot of um, passengers so I understood but guys this airbus was so old and raggedy. I was just like wow I'm just gonna pray and hope that this trip goes well anyways long story short we were on the bus the nigerians were they were loud as usual i'm not gonna lie they were guys trying to hit on me i was just being polite but i was just like i cannot wait for this trip to be over i didn't even manage to sleep because you know all those like airbus that are very jetted they jet and you could you can kind of hear like the sound of the fan you know next to the wings so i could kind of hear everything and also i was a little bit anxious like oh my goodness you know I can't wait I'm going to arrive soon it's 2 hours left it's 1 hour left like I was super super excited um I only watched like an episode of something on my Netflix and finally I arrived and guys even when I arrived I knew that I arrived because the heat was different like the weather was very warm but also when I realized welcome to Lagos was when there wasn't any shuttle bus from to to kind of transfer us from the plane to like the entrance of the airport we just had to walk like you know like those um airplanes that are on the outskirts of a city like they don't have those budgets for like (laughs) shuttling, shuttering people around but this was lagos city like this is like the airport like the one of the biggest like in nigeria so for me that was like wow okay so we walked and people were like i guess welcome to lagos but people were nice to me at the costumes and everything till i got to one point guys where i was like okay this is the real real lagos like i'm in it for a very long haul and on this note guys i think a break needs to be had and when we come back i'm gonna start sharing with you guys all my very very funny embarrassing <laughs> like just my experience in general and i believe it's gonna be helpful for whoever is thinking to go to Lagos, i guess nigeria even other countries just be aware beware and know kind of like where you might face this sort of um, scenarios or situation so stay tuned guys and once we're back from the break i'm gonna give you guys the real tea presents yet again another Afro-artist all the way from Nigeria, called Young John. He will be performing live in Warsaw, Poland at Bank Club. This will be on the 16th of September this year. You do not want to miss out. What are you waiting for? Head on over to afroposka.pl to secure your tickets welcome back guys so let's dive right into the mess (laughs) yes only in lagos guys so as soon as i was about to exit you know when you claim your baggage uh your luggage and there's this like two section where it says like declare goods and nothing to declare so i was just about to pass through the nothing to declare goods because i frankly have nothing to declare and there was a lady that was just like politely said no madam bring your suitcases here i was like but i have no goods to declare i just bring it anyways like oh okay so i had to open my luggages and it was a little bit stressful because apparently when you're traveling to um i guess maybe different continents even not just only to africa you need to lock your suitcases. And I didn't, and my friend already warned warned me about this in um, Angola, like, hey, you need to get some padlocks and lock it. Otherwise, all your things wouldn't be in one piece. So I had to do that Um, flying out of um, Angola. So when I arrived, I had to find the keys to unlock the padlocks, you know, they were like tiny locks. And I opened it and they could see that it was just clothes, shoes, you know, my normal things. And he was like, okay, you can zip it off. And then he, he like, low-key said to me in a low voice, so what do you have for me? And I'm looking like, what does he mean? And he was like, and then when he kind of stretches his hand forward, then I realized, oh, no. He wants me to kind of, like, tip him. But I believe other people will call it bribery, <laughs> okay? So, but I wouldn't call it bribery because I believe bribery will be, like, if I really you know had some goods to declare and i didn't declare them and they were very expensive you know that they'll need to confiscate it or really find me then i can give them money and be like hey and that will be considered bribery right but i feel like in this case like i really didn't do anything wrong so i don't know what i'm technically bribing them for like to let me go on time or what to not frustrate my life because they really certainly did frustrate my life or do i just call it tipping because anything they do they need to be tipped like i do not know like hey we're all working and everybody's getting paid doesn't matter if it's good or bad like you're still getting paid so we could all need more but we do not go around asking people to give us even little so that was very off, and they pushed past me to another person again to search my stuff again. And that person asked me again, and I was like, I do not have cash, like, I really do not have cash because I hadn't, tra- um, you know, I hadn't convert um any currency to the nigerian currency and the dollars i had i already kept them in one of my um wallets and that was like in one of my suitcases like you can't like in my cabin bag obviously because i was taking them with me everywhere i go so anyways i'm not gonna like go digging into my cabin bag trying to find you know my dollars to give them like i needed i needed to use those dollars for something else so then the third lady, she was such a young lady, and she asked. And um, that's when I was just like, you know what? Well, maybe they really think I'm lying to them. So I had to bring my tiny like handbag that I had with me. And I opened it and I was like, hey, I really do not have cash with me. I don't have money. And she was like, Oh, we also accept transfer. That's when I knew them. This is this is crazy, you know. And I told her, Hey, I don't even have transfer as well, because I guess for that transfer to work, they mean like, you know, the same Nigerian uh, transfer. So like in Poland, it's going to be like bleak in um sweden it would be like swish so something you get instantly you know and i guess in nigeria they meant something like in this something called opay so you just put their phone number and it's connected and you get it but i don't have an account i don't have a nigerian account to have something like that and it was just so frustrating guys i kid you not like i was like oh no because this is the middle of the night guys it's like 15 15- quarter past midnight so i was frankly a little bit just exhausted and tired finally she let me go you know they just let me go but they had asked also where i'm from and i just said nigeria because i'm using my nigeria you know my nigerian passport to fly so i don't know maybe i should have said i'm from sweden or poland i don't know maybe i should have given them another foreign name maybe they wouldn't have tried to you know ask or pull out such behaviors maybe when they assume you're nigerian they just think oh you should know better like what we're talking about what we are (laughs) asking but i'm nigerian but i'm not nigerian you know you get the point so i didn't really know till later obviously coming back i made sure to save a lot of you know thousands of naira so i could be giving people like 1500 like guys that was like six people i had to give (laughs) money i had to tip till i entered the flight like till i even boarded from like the boarding gate to the plane because they needed to do another security check again i met one of the lady i met that i kind of had an issue with because i gave her like 500 naira and she wouldn't collect it she was like oh i'm a supervisor i need more and I was like, I have more, but there are more people I probably need to tip later, so there's no way I'm going to give you that much money, and I was like, I can give you an extra 500, you know, this is her negotiating the tip, I even want to tip her, I'm like, 1,000, she's like, no, she's going to accept 1,005 from me, and I was like, that's not possible, so I just got a little bit annoyed, like, this is a thing i do not like like this ungratefulness ungrateful people like still trying to be like hey that's too small for me i'm not gonna accept that from you but you have your big mouth to be asking me for money so i didn't give her but when i was going from the from the um boarding gate inside of the flight like i saw her again i was like oh, this lady again on one end i was kind of like maybe i'm not gonna give her but then i had like uh the last i guess 2k with me so I was like, okay, like I've kind of used everything and this is the last, <laughs> this is the last of it all, I, I think. So I just gave her everything that I had. And she was like, wow, thank you. You know, like now you're talking. <laughs> I was just like, you're just lucky because I don't need it in Poland. So just take it all. But like I had to tip everyone, the guy who carries my um, luggage that's very understandable because he carried it even though technically i already paid separately for the um luggage um wheeler so you kind of pay them and they give you a receipt so and i believe that comes with the service but anyways i just gave it to him because he was anyways kind enough and he didn't ask anything in return but the people who weighed my bag the people who are you know printing out your flight tickets you need to give them the people who let you enter even the airport they get and they're like in this military outfit and you know what's so funny it's like they have like this plaque of like advert literally hanging above them in front of them saying hey we we like um the act of bribery is prohibited in this area but (laughs) they're literally asking for this so for me that was just like wow like what that's just that's just crazy like when i even arrived from the taxi there was a police lady that's like you know you know watching like where the cars park and stuff she even asked me for something i was just like this is crazy crazy so yeah that's just a <laughs> story on <laughs> Tipping slash bribery in lagos so honestly i'm gonna tell anyone going because it's not gonna change that when you just go if you have it in you you have this cash please just give it to people i wouldn't say give them dollars obviously hell no but if you could exchange some few thousands of the currency just to have a little here and there just like do that it's just easier like it just makes life easier and Honestly, it it's worth nothing to me when I kind of calculate everything. Who knows? Maybe I just spent like ten zlotys in general, like ten Polish currencies. So it was just fine, just given here and there. It was okay because it's easier you know, about not having to explain. Hey, I don't have this, or let me go, or this or that, blah blah blah. And there were other people also at this place that were really nice to me. Like when they saw my Nigerian name, don't get me wrong. They were super lovely. They were like, wow, Timitopo, like, this is a beautiful name. It's a princess name. We need to, you know, care for people with such names. So like those, those kind of, you know, behaviors and acts also make me smile. And I'm just like, okay, yes, I'm that princess. And I do live by that name. Honestly, I do live by that. So yeah, that was that another thing to watch out for guys is eating late in nigeria oh my god we have this habit and it just kind of catapulted my memory back to when i was a child like growing up in nigeria as a as a kid i remembered we would eat late especially when not when i'm with my parents but when i'll be with my auntie like they will literally be thinking about what to cook around 10 p.m guys like what are we gonna eat or what do you guys want to eat like before you eat like ate anything it's already midnight you know like it took forever so when i came back and i saw this habit again i was like oh no not us eating at 11 p.m not us like the first time i arrived i went to eat like this um nigerian um beef bbq like barbecue it's like called suya and but okay this was like past midnight but this is still forgivable because it's still kind of like snacks you know when you snack on something so it's okay but like when i arrived home i remember my cousin because he was the one who picked me up i remembered he and his errand boys or helpers like they were thinking like oh maybe we should eat rice or something and around this time it's like 2 30 in the morning i'm like wait what you guys still want to eat and they're like yeah guys don't don't my cousin just told me don't mind us just go to bed and no, leave us this is how we do our thing i was like okay so they were really eating late and around this time when it's this late i would eat obviously because I haven't eaten like dinner dinner but i wouldn't eat a lot i'll just eat like half of it or quarter of like the portion that was served to me because i also wanted to be able to digest a little bit and metabolize whatever i've eaten before i go to bed otherwise i know that i will not wake up properly or i will be bloated or i just won't feel good you get what i mean so i don't want to eat that much like what is the point if i'm going to bed anyways so yeah That was that about um, eating late habits. Also, another thing was ah, our roads. Like, mm -mm, you see, I said ours because yes, it is really ours. Like mm. roads in Angola in Luanda, because Luanda is like the capital of Angola. It wasn't that bad, to be honest. But well, guys, if you come to Nigeria, hmm, especially Lagos, I, I think in Abuja, which is the capital also of Nigeria, it, they have great roads. I'm not going to lie. And Lagos isn't the capital. So I can't, I guess, compare that and say, oh, the capital of Angola. So yeah, Abuja has beautiful, good, great, amazing roads. But in Lagos, like the south. And by the way, Lagos used to be the capital of Nigeria once upon a time till it got moved to Abuja, maybe perhaps because of overpopulation and all of that anyways the point is the road is so bad the road is so bad that guys even when you order uber some people might refuse not to go to that area because they already know how bad it is and they just fear that it's gonna ruin their car (laughs) you know they're just like no 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 i love my car too much i'm not going to that road sometimes what most people do would be like they will order the 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 uber or take a bus or whatever to where the road um is good and then from where like there's just like sandy roads you know kind of you go off off road then they take like the bike the motorbike and those kind of just go because they can curve properly but i was telling my mother no way in hell i'm taking (laughs) a bike no because I do not want to fall i just didn't want to risk my life in any way because not a lot of people knew that i was um in nigeria so i didn't want to obviously put myself more in danger or at risk so i was like no way so i just had to pay like the uber drivers i needed to just pay them like way way more you know and just plead and plead and plead (laughs) sometimes even people wouldn't really tell you where exactly exactly they're going and then when you're sort of there then you're telling them go a little bit straight go a little bit left we're almost there it's just one minute it's just right there (laughs) but it isn't so yeah that was one of the tricks my, my my mother was using and people yeah that was that and the traffic of course guys like if anyone has been to india i haven't but kind of know what it is like because you know i'm from nigeria and i also know how traffic can be also in istanbul so kind of like you know istanbul times two that's like nigerians traffic like you can be sh- stuck in traffic anywhere between an hour to four or five hours and i've been stuck in traffic for First time, three hours, when I knew, wow, this is really, really traffic. (laughs) And I've been stuck another time, four hours, about four hours. Guys, this is no joke. Traffic, like when I heard it at first, for me, it was so redundant. And I was like, no way in hell, like you're spending this much hours. Like, where, like, where are you going? But I realized, wow, Lagos is very big. It's basically divided into two lands, the islands and the mainland. So it is so, so like, it's big so when you're going from one land to the other it's it's far so and you need to be able to get out of that land before before people are out of work like you need to leave wherever you're going if you want to go to the other land by two if you do not want to get in in in, in, uh, get stuck in traffic otherwise you wait till like 9 (laughs) p.m when then the traffic is clear because everybody technically they kind of have like this unspoken curfew where you're like basically in your back in your um home by eight nine like no one really stays out that late like i really saw that as a privilege because me just like me just being in poland or sometimes even in sweden actually sweden too i go home also not so late like 10 11 max now that i have a car and i can drive but when i couldn't and i relied on uh, trains i had to be home by 10 maximum 11 p.m like that was that because there was no other transport fare but in poland like uber is super like accessible like it's not that far so you could get anywhere party there's still night buses even if you can't afford ubers you know there's so many options so people get home at 1, 2, 3 a.m in the morning even six in the morning but in Nigeria, this is not like if you do kind of things like this, they just assume you're not like well cultured or you're not from a good home or you don't have manners, like things like that, because they would just ask you who stays up that late. You, you you get what I mean? So unless you live super close to this place, you know what I mean? Or you live on the island where it's super super safe or you have some detailed person who kind of follows you and watches over you so something like this so it was um it was definitely an experience guys I have way way more more stuff to even tell you but guys I'm thinking like this is a perfect time to take a break so when I come back I'm gonna finish up my whole um, tips my experiences so see you soon TLC Tender, loving care. These are the motto we live by. Our goal is to create scented luxury candles for you. We pride ourselves on quality and unique scents. You might be feeling like you don't get enough praises for the amount of things you do daily. We are aware that juggling personal life and work can be quite challenging. Therefore, TLC Candles and More is here to make sure you prioritize your well-being by taking a moment to yourself. Our unique scents will make you pause to inhale the soothing scents, catapulting you to a specific time and place that brings back great unforgettable memories. Finding a balance between work, family and other aspects of life is our goal for yourself. Besides, you can never go wrong in gifting your partners, family members or friends our scented candles. Every time the candle burns and the fragrance disperses. You will always be remembered and appreciated by them. Welcome back, guys. So this will be hopefully the last part where I'm going to be wrapping and rounding everything up. So, yeah, on my next list is electricity. Yes, guys, electricity is terrible in Lagos, Nigeria, but a lot now compared to back in the day because they didn't really have this other other alternative aside from a uh, generator they use this generator it generates basically lights but it uses a lot of um, gasoline gasoline is kind of like fuel um, in europe but there's did i tell you guys there's a lot of inflation there's inflation right now in nigeria so the prices of um, gas is super high it's super high for them that A lot of people complain and I'm gonna tell you guys even I'm gonna shed more light on that later so anyways most people don't even use gen you know they don't use generator so now thankfully for some people they have this other alternative called solar system so obviously generating from the Sun so this is great a lot of people have the solar system um, uh, solar energy that helps them not a lot because sometimes Um, It can stop after, you know, the energy is being used up. And sometimes you also need to pay for that, apparently. You also need to pay for that, which is crazy because electricity should be what we're paying for. But you pay for that, but you don't get it at the full maximum effect. And you still have to pay for the other alternative or generator. And then you pay even more for the um, gas prices. So that's just crazy. My mother used um, generator whenever they were they weren't any electricity but luckily for us at my mother's house like she had light although the road around her area was really terrible like it was bad like the first five minutes getting out of bed was super horrible but the light was like on point like i could sleep with light on like in the morning it was just like in between like few hours like three four hours maybe they wouldn't have like light like three hours or so but then i was out of the house so it was really really convenient but my cousin's place they were like the road was bad and there was no electricity that was stable you know so i was just like wow so we basically um lived and survived whenever i went to visit um my cousin like off on solar energy so that's that on electricity it's just it's it's terrible even at the hotel where i was staying at as well like they had like this few like one or two days where they were telling me yeah we're doing maintenance for so 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 hours but it turns out that later when i left i heard from my friends that were staying there that there was no electricity for like two days (laughs) two days like what that's crazy And I'm just thinking, why couldn't they um, leave off of Generator? Because, guys, staying in this um, Lagos hotel, is one of the most famous and well-known hotel in Lagos, it literally bears the name. Like, why would they not invest in something like that? So, and the prices are not cheap, guys. Like, it's very expensive staying there per night. So, for me, that was like, wow. Like, yeah. And it's not something you can really complain and get so agitated over because they'll just kind of give you that look like, you know the situation of this country. Like, this is Lagos, guys. What are you guys talking about? So, it was one of those things. Now, let's talk about Uber. And I will actually say both so that in case people are trying to come for me, I need to be very, very specific. It's about both. But Bolt and Uber, they're fairly and practically the same people because it's the same driver just using different apps, but the same be- behavior practically. Why I'm not using Uber that much is because whenever I'm at the area where my mother was, Ubers did not come there because it was on the outskirts of Lagos. So they didn't just have that, like it wasn't accessible from that area, but Bolt could like go from that area. So that was that guys when it comes to ordering both the prices are never the same when whenever you arrive to your destination like yes i understand that even in poland it's the same but it's not that the same it's like only when you're stuck in traffic which i can understand but like lagos it doesn't matter like you pay more but which kind of makes me wonder like there's always traffic every time i guess like there's always some kind of like slow down or old up in the way so and imagine being stuck in the traffic for three to four hours as you know how much money you're paying where your journey is just like one hour so if you're paying like already 20k or you're paying 15k now imagine times like three four like like no that's crazy like i was just joking to someone that i think at some point there's going to be a whole private jet that's just like jetting people from one line to another because this is crazy so that was that the prices are never the same so now what people do uh, these drivers do and sometimes even passengers they will literally ask the driver hey let's do offline because guess what doing offline even helps them because you just basically cancel your ride which doesn't cost anything in Europe. If you cancel your ride, you get charged, right? You you get um, cancellation fee. But you could you could cancel as much as possible in Nigeria. No one is like you know questioning you, like finding you nothing nada. So you can cancel immediately. Nothing happens. And so once you bargain a certain price with the driver, you just give him you pay him at the end of the trip what what why that is is that it helps the driver not having to pay like percentage to that application and a lot of drivers are complaining oh my goodness guys they complain a lot that yes the road is bad it might ruin their car oh my goodness um they don't want to go to that area the price for fuel and now they need to split it also with the with the application people guys even to use ac you need to either plead or even pay more in my case obviously i'm paying more but sometimes i'll be doing both both because sometimes they still complain even when you pay them extra they still complain like yes you know putting on ac even takes out more gas guys tell me really does that happen because with all physics, kinetics energy that i studied isn't ac technically coming from the energy so basically the amount of fuel it's using to to work for the car that's isn't that practically what it's using like for the air condition correct me guys if i'm wrong because i'm trying to tell them like hey guys it's not taking another separate fuel like you're literally driving so it's using this condition off of this energy that you're using to transport me from one end to another so guys please use the AC. and i'm sure they're so right like hey it's gonna use mom like it's not like we're standing and you just have to use it and you're not driving okay that part i agree with like when you're stuck in traffic and you're only like moving like one inch or one meter yes i get it i understand then it's using more right but when it's already moving it, it shouldn't and in the traffic time is usually also when I really need it the most because that's when you can feel everything. So sometimes I'll just like make an agreement with them like hey maybe when we're in traffic you use it but then when we're driving you know when we're on freeway then you don't have to use it. But then they just use it because they look at me and they're like yeah clearly it seems like you're not on this place because usually no one ever actually asks for the AC to be turned on. So I just kind of like Kind of lie to them that hey i'm from the capital i'm from abuja because if i tell them i'm from europe they might even bill or find even way more you know money so i just try to say hey, i'm from abuja and i try to speak my traditional language yoruba as much as possible because if they hear my english hey, they know they can hear from the accent that hey something is up so i either speak my pidgin which is kind of like broken english or i speak my traditional um language so that was how i was just kind of getting by guys anyways um also another weird weird thing that happens with this like bold uber drivers is like once you (laughs) once you order your uber so because technically you're putting the location where you want to go the destination everything you know that they still call you to ask for location like wait so where are you going again and i'm just like wait but i already have it in the freaking application. Like it should show you that I'm going somewhere there. Like why are you calling to ask exactly where I'm going? That was very strange. Also though, sometimes they will even ask you, you know, obviously to add more money, which is okay. Go offline, it's okay. But sometimes the fact is they ask you for navigation, navigation with the map whilst you're in the car and they're the driver. And I'm like, wait, guys, like, like, isn't the map supposed to be showing you the way you're supposed to go? Like, why are you telling me to show you the map? But I think I figured after like a week plus that, hey, they didn't want to use their internet. And internet they refer to as data in Lagos. So they they don't, they did not want to use their data because it takes a lot of money, I guess. I don't know if there's a subscription or nothing, but yeah they didn't want to use this, so they just asked me, and me, sometimes, I just want to take a nap in between this traffic, this driving, like, an hour, you know, trip on an average, I could take a nap, like, even 30 minutes, but it's impossible, because either one driver is talking to his family member, talking to me about something, or asking me to be directing the map, or once, like, confirmation, like, am I going the right way, the right junction, the right this, that, and I'm just like, oh, frustrated but also when i hear this i obviously do not want to be rude or sleep off then i'm just like let me just be at at alert before they carry me to somewhere that i don't know you know (laughs) so i just like you know keep watching my map keep watching my map so just to make sure hey i'm going in the right direction that was why it was very very paramount for me to have my internet because you don't have internet hey how can you go anywhere so i could contact people via whatsapp you know i could also call them but i i bought a lot of um gigabytes then i bought like a lot of recharge um credits for calling so because i was like with internet i can do a lot of things (laughs) so that was that anyways that's that about you know the funny side of uh lagos and the fact that a lot of people they don't have the the culture they're not so cultured when it comes to money they ask you in front of anyone sometimes some people can be very outrightly ungrateful honestly like they like it's sometimes just so embarrassing like why are you asking me like how much this or how much that or i'm giving you certain amount of money from the kindness of my heart and you're still asking me to add more you're still trying to negotiate with me like those little things can honestly just upset the living life out of you But enough of the negative side of Lagos. what is, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie, this negative, it's not really negative, it's just like minus, I guess, but sometimes it depends in which way you see it, sometimes it's funny, sometimes you're just like, well, this is what happens in a different country, it is what it is, right? Like, I'm sure different countries, they have like different vibes as well, but the good side (laughs) guys let's wrap it up with good sides okay i'm wrapping it up with good side because it's so little (laughs) no but i'm sure the more i would have stayed the more i would have um even you know gained a lot of good sides sometimes it's so easy to see the bad side than the good right but good side hospitality guys this people in nigeria they're very very kind in the sense that like you know normal people yeah they're very very kind like even though sometimes they might have a little bit they don't mind like showing you hospitality they might not give you money okay that's not what i mean but they will show your arms you know they'll show you care they will go the extra mile to get you something that you want to get to make life a bit easy and convenient for you even if you even pay them a little bit like hey can you they will do it for you you know and not like i'm paying them a lot but it's just like the heart that they used to like go on errands for me or do some sitting things for me boiling the water for me so i could you know take a shower (laughs) because yes that too we don't have um like hot water from the shower stand only in the other hotels so they would do things like that but at my mother's house actually the water was fairly warm even though it wasn't like hot water but it was just like like lukewarm water yeah that's what i'll say so for me it was fine in this kind of weather anyways so they were very hospitality was very key it was very big also food like i ate traditional food only, (laughs) and they were making me food like oh my goodness my mother every time we go out like she was always getting me snacks snacks especially when we were stuck in traffic like i was eating guys i'm sure i gained a lot of weight but i feel like i'm gonna um i'm gonna you know lose it i'm gonna work it out literally that's what workout is for yeah so i'm gonna work it out i'm gonna work out those calories but but you know it was definitely worth it i'm not gonna take it back like i specifically told my family when i was there like guys i want to eat only like you know african food of course because otherwise why am i here like hey i don't get to like cook or have most resources ingredients here in europe to make such food like this and ah, mother's food you know what they say it tastes best so guys it was just amazing amazing time i loved that and i even shared most of this stuff on my tiktok page so you could definitely see what i mean when it comes to some sitting nigerian snacks amazing guys so so delicious I wish I could take a lot of things with me but guys unfortunately my suitcase was already full because I brought like two bottles of champagne with me from you know um oh one of the distillery company that I was kind of like collaborating with they hosted me over by the way so yeah they gave me like lots of bottles of um wine champagne rosé but I couldn't bring them so I gave them to my friends my mother and I just took only two bottles out of two cartons (laughs) Of drinks so yeah that was that and what else can i say um they have like really cool slangs you know how you're like saying things that are funny like dead or i don't know some things when you say when you're talking they have like slangs like this but just like Only people who live in Lagos can, frankly, understand such slangs. So I started to catch up on it and, like, understand what those slangs meant. And it was really nice to kind of feel like you belong or, like, you can, you know, roll with them. (laughs) So it was pretty cool. Um, Also, the music, obviously, obviously. Like, I've been only listening to Afrobeat lately, like, nothing more. So me just being in the land, in the country of Afrobeat was, like, yes, like, top-notch. Like, it was... It was just amazing it was amazing just to hear old music i wouldn't even come to music they were playing like songs you know those french songs from back in the day those like famous popular songs those Akon music Akon music still like it still slaps them now. they still play such music i could not believe my eyes so they were really playing like old um music like this it was not a lot of um european maybe in different radio stations but it wasn't so like rampart it wasn't so common also people are super happy it doesn't matter how life like struggle is and trust me if you tell everybody to tell you their struggle they will tell you and you'll be like wow my struggle is not that much like it's nothing compared to yours but the fact that they still have this optimism like they're still happy they don't give up you know they just keep striving that's just like wow that's very like motivating and uh, i just feel like oh god i'm even gonna cry but that really just you know it gives me a different perspective every day you know it just like makes me more grateful and just like wow wow like people have it way worse but you know what they say people who have less are the most um even happy people it's very ironic but ah, yes that's that's life that's really life and you know they're very big advocate for family they're very big advocate for marriage and kids guys even some people already assumed i had kids i are like oh god oh hi how are your kids i'm like eh? Me, kids, like I'm still a kid, <laughs> so oh, they're like, oh, so sorry about your husband, and I'm like, oh wow, I, I'm not even a fiance yet. So it was so crazy because in Europe you have all this narrative where you kind of feel like I don't gotta, I don't gotta get married. I don't need a man, you know. For some people or some people like, you know, marriage is not a must for me. I would love to, but if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's usually. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, that's usually the way I used to view my life. But in Nigeria, I realized (laughs) it's marriage or nothing like marriage, marriage, marriage. Because if there is no marriage, people will just embarrass you, like they will insult you with this. Like, even if you're not bothered, you start to get bothered. Because I wasn't bothered with this, but a lot of people were onto marriage. Like, even if you're dating someone for like three months, six months, they're already talking about marriage. Like, for them, it's the next step. Obviously, I know that in Nigeria, especially in our culture, you date to marry sometimes in Europe you just date to have a partnership so for me anyways I've always gone with this mindset but I was never that kind of person to be um, running quickly in time or like you know within like this year I need to get married like how do I even know the person but people are like you don't you just hope like it's the best person you pray and you know your church approves or you're going to the same church the same belief like all of this kind of stuff so they really are big advocates for marriage and kids. Like, once you're done with school, like, that's the next thing on the list that you need to tick off. So, that was something. Like, there's a good um, side and the bad side, obviously, to everything. So, it was something I kind of considered. I was like, hmm, okay, interesting, good, good to know. And, um, yeah, I basically, I think this is how I'm going to just... You know, wrap it up because honestly there's so much i could say i could go on and on and on but guys i feel like you guys are the best for sticking it out all the way with me till the end because this was a very long long ass episode but thank you guys so much for just catching up with me on ghetto stories and i hope and I, I hope that you know i've given you so much insight so much fun good and bad side and you can just pick whatever works best for you, or just look at this and see what the country is for. Who knows? Maybe you will be inspired in the future to wanting to visit the country. Trust me, it's a beautiful country, by the way. So, especially when you are there, you have the right person to show you around the island. Beautiful, even mainland. Like, there's no going to Lagos without seeing. The mainland like that's the soul of lagos like that's the soul so yes um everything like i had fun i went to the club my friend uh, from london she was in nigeria at this time so she hosted me You know i i basically had fun like it was a great great time guys so yeah that's that's it on what happened with with me in lagos i got to see my family members my cousins my you know my cousin's kids like their spouses like wow like wow 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 you know my mother built a house for herself and she's 60 and she's independent and she's doing a thing as a real estate agent like wow i couldn't be more prouder you know my half brother works as an um, acquisition um talent consultant i believe but guys everybody's doing so well for themselves all my cousins working in the federal um some people work as teachers um pastors um the list goes on and on so and they all have the houses this that like i was just so elated for them like 10 years plus and like wow a lot has happened so yeah it's great i hope i go back to visit soon hopefully it's not gonna take me another 13 years again but i really hope um i'm gonna have the grace, the time, you know, and finance, for sure, because this place is not a place for the week. You need sh money, <laughs> Yes, you need sm- money. Otherwise, your bank account will be crying. It's going to be screaming. So that's why I had to come back to Europe and just lay low-key for a while. I needed to take jobs on jobs just to revive myself back a little bit before I start going out. So I was like, mm 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 This trip was very expensive but it was a very much needed one for me in my personal spiritual life as i'm growing in my life see you guys on the next episode and i'm sending positivity love and light your way bye for now thank you guys for listening and staying tuned till now if you like this episode or you would like me to talk about something else in my next episode, or you have questions, comments, anything, just DM me on my Instagram account, Agnesita, A-G-N-E-S-S-I-T-A, and I'll get back to you guys. It's your girl Agnes on On Ghetto Stories.